The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at karm.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. We have nobody waiting right now. Why don't you give me a call? Um, I had an interesting uh, discussion, uh, interesting discussion today. Oh, that's right, I'm going to do one more switch here, one more thing on the audio stuff here for the... That should work now. That should work. Okay. So uh, I had an interesting discussion with a friend of mine um, on UFOs, and uh, I've talked about this before, but uh, I've studied UFOs for decades. Now, not every day, you know, if I could read 18 books a week or something like that on it, but, um, you know, I've listened to hundreds of hours of tapes from people uh, who claim to have been abducted to people who say they can, uh, they can talk to UFOs. I've watched documentaries. I tried to watch one last night. In fact, my wife and I, uh, her brother said, "Hey, she's, he's watching this one, this one show on UFOs. Oh, let's check it out." You know, he said it was interesting, and I couldn't watch it for more than two or three minutes uh, because the way they were doing this editing, you know, flash, flash, and then it, it was half a second later they show a different scene, and then one second later a different scene, and then flash of this, and it, it, it was like, "Come on." And it was overloading me, and so I just, after a few minutes, I just couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I said, I'm done. So I wanted to watch it, though. But uh, this stylistic editing of of, of um, sight barraging you and uh, ver- you know, visual barrage, oh, come on, just give me the facts. So anyway, uh, you know, I've studied it, and we were discussing the issue and uh, about UFOs, and, you know, they are real. I mean, there's something's happening. The question is, what are they? Maybe you could, you know, give me a call. You can see what. Tell me what you think. I suspect that they're demonic. Uh, that they are uh, tools of the enemy, and we can get into some particulars about that. But I do believe, or I suspect that very strongly. I, I don't believe uh, that life can form by chance anywhere in the universe. I, I just don't believe it's possible, and uh, I don't believe it's possible because of, of mathematics. And I've delved a little bit into uh, permutability. Um, DNA, nucleotide bond pair arrangements, um, matching arrangements in uh, RNA that have to, uh, it's hard to explain, that have to work, all work together, and the odds of it forming and working just don't make any mathematical sense to say it's by chance. In fact, uh, the number of electrons in the universe is something like 10 to the 80th or 10 to the 78th. That's one with that, that many zeros, like 78 zeros. That's how many, like, little atoms there are in the entire universe, you know, except electrons, uh, even more than that, because uh, electrons, you know, I have five electrons in a molecule. So, um, not, not a big deal, but, uh, uh, the you know, so it's like 10 to the 78th, uh, some people just rounded up 10 to the 80th uh, particles in the universe. And th- then, you know, some math analysis and the odds uh, of certain things forming by chance just exceed that by just kabillions. 
uh, of it's just not happening. And I, so I don't believe that there's going to be uh, that there's real life out there. If there is, it's only because God created it. So uh, what are these things? Did you know that a lot of them, uh, the UFOs, have taught theology? Um, that Jesus is not God, that uh, we're all divine, that, um, uh, let's see, reincarnation's true, that are interested in some weird things. I don't want to get into it because, you know, it might be kids in the car, but, you, you know, they've probed and delved into and uh, uh, stuff, and Christians apparently don't get abducted. So I suspect that they're uh, they're demonically connected. Hey, how about that for an opening? Maybe we could talk about that. Or whatever you want to talk about. You want to talk about Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian Science, Unity, Baha'i, Islam? You want to talk about Roman Catholicism? Charismatic gifts. Uh, uh, I might be on a show tonight uh, dealing with that issue, the charismatic gifts. But I've been so busy and exhausted from some other stuff that I, I kind of said no, but I'm thinking I might. just depends. So that topic, all kinds of stuff. Love to talk about all kinds of things. Love to study all kinds of things. If you want, give me a call, 877 Let's get to Jose from North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. Uh, hi, good afternoon, man. Um, good afternoon. Anyway, you started talking about, uh, about UFOs. I have mm-hmm. a, uh, a very early memory of an experience having to do with that and it's uh, an odd thing that's stuck with me my entire life, and it's the only UFO story I got. Okay, let's hear it. All right. Um, now, I'm, I'm only sharing this because you mentioned it, and that's the same right. and with everybody else out here. Um, but um, I was around five years old. Now, mind you, it is, it's, it's from back then. And my experience is that I was walking out of our uh, apartment building with my mom and in my memory I'm I'm watching myself somehow be pulled away from her so I'm looking down at her now and I'm going backwards and there's some kind of a door thing and I um, I don't see anything alien in my memory it's more like a human hand and the uh, the old olive drab military uniform, and I want right. to turn around uh, in my memory, but that's it. That is the uh, beginning and end of of uh, that story. In, uh, well, let me ask you, because yeah. uh, people, you know, and I'm going to ask you know, at five years old, the the I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but the credibility of it uh, is reduced. You know, five year old, so. What do you think? Sure. I I I shrugged. <laughs> no, that's okay. I shrugged. Just you know. The, the, the other the, the other part of uh, of this has everything to do with what's going on right now. Uh, there's plenty of uh, government types saying, "Yep, the UFOs are real. We don't know what they are," uh, and and that's their story. So, is is the military stuff? I lean towards that again because of. What I just told you, which is you know something that's replayed in my head for a while. The other part of it uh, has to do with what you mentioned concerning you know people's stories about contacting you know you know you know weird beings from somewhere else. Um, what what I think of is and, and again I'm I'm I am just 
getting back into uh, reading the Bible. So I haven't gotten to this part yet, but uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, a scripture mentioning the devil disguising himself as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That, but that's what yeah, I that doesn't of. mean a. No, that would not be generally interpreted to be a UFO craft. UFO, uh, there are actual physical manifestations. There are actual ships. There's impressions. They're detectable on radar. Um, People have touched them. Uh, They've been inside of them. Now, if one or two people say this, okay, but it's all over the world, and it's been for decades. So something's happening, and they are, they're real. They are. But what are they? That's the question, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, that, that's the thing. And, and, and when it comes to meeting beings, um, do, do they fit the shiny label? Do they, you know, babble on about, you know, all kinds of things that should be philosophy but are not? Do they acknowledge um, God or Christ um, in, in, in any fashion? And it just turns into a, a strange and chaotic mess. Of yeah. fusion out there, and so yeah, there is. Uh, you know, I want to. I it's as uh, cool and interesting as pop culture has made it out to be when it comes to the reality factor of it. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't. You know, say go to church. <laughs> well, let me ask you. You said something that kind of you know got me interested here. So you said you're just starting to get back into church. Does that mean are you a Christian or not or what? My, uh, my, uh, growing up, my, uh, my, my dad kind of hopscotch from one church to the next. We never really cemented uh, in any particular, uh, I would say, branch of Christianity. Uh, so, and, and the way my days go right now, I, uh, I'm pretty much listening to a radio station <laughs> uh, to uh, even have a clue. Okay. Well, you know what? I mean, because the pastor part of me is coming up and, and talking here about you. Uh, you. Are you familiar with my website, carm.org, C-A-R-M.org? Uh, uh, I, I visited it and visited okay. it. That's all right. Uh, there's yeah, a, and uh, I, uh, I, I scoured the forums. Yeah. Okay. But there's a statement of faith on there, uh, and you don't have to study 8 million pages of stuff, but uh, the statement of faith is lengthy, so it might print out to 5 pages, but it's very easy to read, and that would be a good study to get you grounded in what is biblical. And uh, because there are a lot of false churches out there and false teachers, if you're listening on the radio, don't know who you're listening to. Like, stay away from Joyce Meyer. Stay away from Joel Osteen, you know, Kenneth Copeland. Oh, yeah. Uh, these, are, oh. these are bad teachers, okay? So Joel, so Joel Osteen has said a bunch of things that that are pretty much repeating uh, the the aforementioned massive philosophy. It, it, yeah, was, weird. it was weird. It was weird. He's got some issues. So anyway, you know, we're just uh, just just giving you some uh-huh. some advice there. But uh, yeah, you know, you reminded me of an experience I had when I was in Buena Park, California, and that's uh, in Orange County, Southern California, and I was in my mid to late teens. Can't I don't remember exactly. But I was involved in the occult at the time. It was before I was a Christian, so that happened when I was 17. So, you know, I was either 15, 16, 17 range just before I got saved. And a buddy of mine and I would uh, do seances. I've seen stuff. I mean, I actually have. And uh, we were standing out in front of the, the house, 
And, um, boy, I just remember the nutter story. Wow. I haven't thought of that in a long time. I was washing dishes in the house there and heard uh, popping sounds and sirens. Went out front, and literally there was uh, bank robbers being chased by cops, and they were shooting uh, at the cops. I mean, I see, I saw this out of my front yard. I just forgot, forgot about that. Anyway, so, um, oh, and then there's a story on, on which, well, I, I will tell each November 1st on the radio, I tell about the time when a buddy of mine and I were were uh, were threatened with being killed, and I had to, that's another story. It's a fun story. Okay, so I really digress. So we're in the, uh, we're um, watching uh, Disneyland fireworks. We could see them from our, our house in the distance, just pop, popping and see stuff if you've got up high enough. And um, there was this, it looked like a helicopter light at night uh, moving. And um, we're watching it. And I remember very clearly watching it, watching it. Is it slowly moving? And then it dipped down. It was off in the distance, you know. It was miles down in distance and up in the sky. And it just dipped down and then went up and then went down again. Like, what the heck? And it just shot up in the air and flew over our heads. I mean, you know, thousands of feet up over our heads and just disappeared the other direction. And uh, it went up, down, up, and then it would just disappear. I remember that. So no drugs, no alcohol, nothing, you know. It was like, what was that? And uh, people see stuff. Yeah. And the next scariest thing I saw was when I got up one morning without, uh, and I turned the light on in the mirror. Oh, man, it was terrifying. But, hey, there you go, buddy. All right? There's the music. All right. God bless you. Okay, God bless. Hey, folks, four open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Hey, we're kind of talking about UFOs a little bit, but we can talk about anything. Give me a call. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Oh, by the way, um, we have done it. Uh, just want to let you know that uh, if you want to support us, um, you can do that very easily because we've gotten rid of the PayPal links and stuff like that. PayPal has reiterated that they will penalize uh, ministries and or organizations or whatever it is that use their services that uh, provide or produce any misinformation. So this is just Big Brother uh, 1984 crap, and uh, we are that's it. We're done with, them. and so uh, we've moved away. And if you were to, if you want to support us, you can. All you got to do is go to karm.org forward slash donate, and. Uh, what you have right there is something that's uh, all set up, all good. It works fine, and uh, it's not PayPal. It's a different thing altogether, and uh, there you go. And so the, those of you who have signed up with PayPal, um, it'll still continue working, but we're going to gradually move it away from There won't be anything new coming out of it, but we're going to contact people and gradually work to have them move over uh, away from it to uh, a new system. So that's what we're talking about, and that's it. And, uh, you know, karm.org forward slash donate. So I would really appreciate some support. We ask $5 a month. Uh, we're looking for a 1,000 people to do $5 a month. It's not very much. And uh, it would be great, uh, greatly appreciated and greatly um, um, helpful uh, because we are trying to pay the bills and stay on the radio uh, f- as uh, as the needs go. So there you are, four open lines, 
2276. Randy from North Carolina. Randy, welcome. You're on the air. Hey. Hey, thank okay. you for taking my call. Sure. I just wanted to continue on the conversation you were having with the last caller. You were hitting mm-hmm. on two topics that were mm-hmm. the reason that I called. Okay. I know you were discussing UFOs, and you also mentioned some biblical teachers. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if you, uh, what you thought about the the verses in Ezekiel where Ezekiel saw a whirlwind which had the face of God that he could see in any direction that the whirlwind moved. And yeah, that's... I've uh, studied with a teacher that described this was like a, what most people would consider to be a UFO vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an entering between the whirling wheels under the cherubim and fill your hands with the coals and, and uh, uh, you know, so it's talking about... Uh, well, that's within the yeah the whirling wheels yeah uh, you know it's just people reading into the text what it isn't there there's angels involved in the whole bit it's not a UFO okay it's not uh, it's not that well it, it, it described it as moving to and fro without turning in any any direction that it went he could still see the face of God and some of the wording that's used in those verses you look them up in like a Strong's Concordance and they describe that amber color that he used as a highly polished bronze. Mm-hmm. And it also says, take fire from between the whirling wheels from between the cherubim. Those are angels. So what's happening is it's a description of some angelic realm and angelic purpose. Okay? Okay, the, the, the pastor that I studied some of these verses with was Dr. Arnold Murray. Okay, okay, well, okay, first two things, two things, two things. One, you're making noise in the background, and I get distracted a lot by uh, clicks and sounds I'll, like I'll that. I'll just put my truck in gear. I'm, I'm in the truck, okay. I just put it in gear. Okay, and also Arnold Murray's a false teacher. Okay, I was going to ask you about that, because I've studied with the chapel for quite a while. I've learned Bad how news. to study myself, no, you studying haven't. through them, and I was wondering what you would disagree with his teaching. Okay, Shepherd's Chapel, uh, we need to talk about them. About a week ago, I was listening to the show, and you briefly mentioned them right at the end of the show, and I was just wanting to ask about that also. Yeah, they teach what's called serpent seed doctrine, and uh, that means that uh, the devil had relations, physical relations with uh, with, um, Eve to produce the offspring of uh, the Canaanites, the Kenites, okay? Right. And that is just, that's just so bad. It's false. For example, when uh, you go to Genesis 4, I believe it's Genesis 4 1, the man had relations with his wife and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. It's refuted right there. So what Murray would do is take this verse, he'd go into the Hebrew, find something, and then reinterpret it in light of his theology. So what the Bible says is that Adam and Eve had relations and she gave birth to Cain because of that. That's what it's saying. It's not because Satan had relations with her. That is foolishness. Absolute foolishness. Shepherd's Chapel teaches it. Okay, Okay. what about later in Genesis, in Noah's days, when it speaks of the giants and the Nephilim or Nephilim, whichever way you want to pronounce it? Nephilim. um, Do you not agree with that the Nephilim are the offspring between fallen angels and people. Okay? Okay, and you don't think 
Satan himself would be capable of that, and they could be just following his example. Okay, you ready? It says <laughs> in Genesis 4.1, the man, that's Adam, had relations with his wife. She conceived and gave birth to Cain. So where did Cain come from? Is it from Satan and okay, Eve? Right or, is it from, or is it from Adam and Eve, according to the text? Okay, the text continues and says she again continued in labor. If you no, read doesn't. that in the Hebrew, no, like, no, it does, like, no, it does like not. No, no, it does not. No, I'm telling you, Arnold Murray. No, Arnold Murray's. You know, he's passed away. I had a an open challenge to. I had an open challenge written to debate him, and I made sure he and his followers knew about it. Best of my ability, he knew about it, and it was never any uh, uptake. People have challenged him before. He won't. He wouldn't do it because he's incompetent. You don't. No okay. disrespect, Matt, but people who don't know enough about the theology and biblical interpretation are taken in by people like him. So look, I'll show well, you. Watch. It's that now. According to the text, we'll keep reading. I'm going to show you. We're going to keep reading. But what does it say? The well, man had relations with his wife Eve. Who's the man that had relations with his wife Eve? Who's the man? That would be Adam. Good. And she conceived and gave birth to Cain. So Adam and Eve had relations, and she conceived because of the relations that gave birth to Cain. Is that correct? According to what it just says right there. Is that what it says? That's Are what it says. That is what it says. I am here. Do you, do you believe what it says? Okay, one thing I never understood after that is how they both came to bring their gifts to the Lord at the same time, as though they were the same age, born so at the same time. No, 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 no. You, look, I'll be reading, I'll show you. And so it gave birth to Cain, and she said, I've gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. That means the Lord opened her womb, etc. Again, she Again, she gave birth to his brother Abel. It's either possible that they were twins, or, again, she had relations with... Uh, Adam and bore Abel. Well, it Either one is perfectly that, fine. But that word again does mean, it, the word again does mean to continue. Where? Like she what do you mean again? No, no, no. Look, it's you have been word. duped. You've been duped by this guy. I'm telling you. Hold on, okay? We'll be right back after the break. We got a we got a break here. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. All right, let's get back on with Randy. Randy, are you still there? I'm barely here. I may lose you. I'm kind of in the stick. That's all right. What I'm trying to do is get you to undo the brainwashing of the false teacher and get you to read Look, the text for what I don't say I believe verbatim everything that anybody teaches. You know, I, well, I study for myself. You know, believe. Well, I the issue is... different people. Okay, well, that's that's okay. I was just asking, but, that's the only but you've... You excuse me, Randy, Randy, 
Randy, I'm trying to help you here. Okay, you believe something that is not biblical, and it's right there. It's one of the main said, things that I Shepherd's Chapel teaches. That's what Arnold Murray teaches. I yeah. don't believe 100% of anything. Do you believe, do you believe that, that Satan had relations with Eve and produced Cain? I think it's quite possible. If angels okay. could do it, why could so he then, do it? So then when it says that Adam and Eve had relations and conceived and she gave birth to Cain, it means it's possible that's not what happened. Is that what you're saying? Even though the text says that's what happened, by you saying it's possible that the devil did it, you're then saying that it's, it's possible that it's not the case that Adam and Eve had relations and she gave, uh, she conceived in those relations and produced, uh, gave birth to Cain. You're saying, no, it's possible that that's wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying yes, it is. he would be just as capable as any no. other angel that could do this. You are... You're not hearing what you yourself are saying. This is called cognitive dissonance. If the Bible okay. says 2 plus 2 is 4, and you say it's possible that 2 plus 2 is 5, then you're saying that the Bible could be wrong about 2 plus 2 equals 4. If it makes a statement, and it's clear in what it says, then you say another opportunity might be the case. Then you're saying the first one could be wrong. You're now saying that Adam and Eve having relations and conceiving and giving birth to Cain might be wrong. It, I don't have to interpret it. It says the man had relations with his wife. We know what that means. And she conceived. We know what that means. And gave birth to Cain. We know what that means. And you're saying, oh, that could be wrong because it, it could be Satan. You see the problem? Do you see the problem? Okay. No. Clearly. Well, you need to study this. I, and because I've done this with I people before, I have to stay on the same topic go over and over and over and over because the cults, they, they brainwash people. And it takes a lot of work to most get them to start seeing. Most okay. churches do. Well, we're not talking about most churches. We're talking about this issue. I know about cults quite a bit. been studying them for decades. And so, I'm just telling you, this is a cult practice to inculcate and to teach in such a way that the text now says the opposite of what it actually says. That's one of the things that cults do. The text now says the opposite. So when it says the man and the wife had relations, Eve, conceived and gave birth to Cain, it means, no, that was really the devil. They're getting it to say the opposite, that it's not the case. This is what cults do. Okay. They don't read for what okay. it says and believe what it says. Now, if there's anything later on in the text, again, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Okay. I looked at the Hebrew. There's nothing in there that says that there was any relations other than uh, with Adam and Eve. And Abel was a keeper of the flocks, and Cain was a tiller of the land. So it came about in the course of the time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord. Abel brought his offering, etc. There's nothing in there. All right, what about the what about the enmity between the serpent seed and the woman seed? It does say that. That's Genesis 3, because the serpent had deceived Eve. Deceived her, not beguiled her, as uh, Arnold Murray likes to say, in his incredible ignorance and word, twisting of Scripture, wants to say then, hold, let me, hold word. on, hold on. Okay, look, <laughs> I'm gonna, I got to, oh, I'm sorry, I hung up on him accidentally. I wanted to put him on hold, but because he kept interrupting. Darn it, call back, okay? It was an accident hanging up on you. But uh, 
I was notice what I was trying to do there, folks. Trying to answer him in the context of what he asked, and then he stops me from answering, and then goes on with something else. Look, I'm going to tell you, this is part of the cult mentality. I'm not calling him a cultist. Not saying he's not a Christian. I'm just saying that that this is what happens. You ask a question, and then the person starts answering. You interrupt, and then go to something else. That means you're not hearing and don't want to hear because the brain has been given over, the mind has been given over through uh, practices of inculcation, repetition, so that your your brain is brainwashed into thinking a certain way and believing a certain something. So that if anything comes forth automatically that contradicts it, you automatically have to stop it. It's not, a, And then what that means is you're not examining what is being said, you're just stopping it you don't want to hear what's being said this happens in mormonism it happens in jehovah's witnesses it happens in roman catholicism it even happens in protestant churches but this is a common thing that happens to a lot of people and so one of the things i can find out is do you want to hear the answer i've had it so, so many times I'll, I'll people ask me questions on other venues and i'll start answering and they jump in and interrupt and i'll say do you want the answer or not you want, want my answer or, or what because if you ask me a question, and then you, I start to answer, and you interrupt me, that means you don't want the answer. So why ask me a question? Simple. All right. Let's see. Let's get on the air with Matt from California. Matt, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll get right to it. Um, I'm, I'm curious as to what your primary contention with Armenianism would be, or is? Well, the primary would be the issue of autonomy of human free will. And they hold to what's called libertarian free will, which is the idea that the sinner is capable of his own freedom within his sin to be able to choose God, which Scripture contradicts. And so they will say then also that if God determines that we believe, then automatically it means we're not uh, free. And if God knows everything we're going to do and he's predestined, that means we're not free. So therefore, it can't be that God would do that. So what they're inadvertently doing is using themselves as a standard of righteousness and truth. And they demote God. So one of the things I'm going to ask them is, do you believe in your free will independent of God? And if they say yes, that's heresy. Because nothing can operate independently of God, because he works all things after the counsel of his will, even your, so to speak, libertarian free will. That must mean that within the Christian economy of the, of, uh, the Trinitarian being, that all of what he decrees and ordains, even your free will libertarian choices, must be under the sovereignty of God. Otherwise, you're committing idolatry by assigning the independence of a seity to free will and saying that it acts in a manner consistent with itself so that God's not the one who's sovereign over it. It's a, and it's it's really bad teaching. Okay? That's the primary. You asked. To, to, look at, <clears throat> to look at the definition of it, like online, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't say all of that, though. It, it, it makes it sound... What's the it, it? It makes it sound pretty legit, like, biblically. What's and the they, they, it you know, you're they, talking they about? Say, I'm sorry? You said... You said the definition of it. What's the it? Oh, the uh, the Arminianism. They're they're what they hold to. If you look well, it up, Arminianism. Like, uh, pull it up on a search. Well, you can understand something here. You what you did? You asked about the primary issue, and then you said Arminianism sounds biblical. 
but you didn't deal with the primary issue. Uh, that's a it's a problem within Arminianism, and it is a problem. It, it's a it is well, a just, okay. Yeah, from like from what I understood of Arminianism, like what they say of themselves, like what you just represented, is not what I've ever heard from anybody that would say that they essentially probably are considered. Uh, well, Arminian. most are. Most Arminians, uh, and this is not disrespectful to them, don't know their own position, don't know what it really teaches, and don't know the ramifications of it. You know, that's, that's the average Joe. And, and I go to a, you know, when I was going, my wife's been sick, and so we haven't gone to church much lately, but I would go to an Armenian church. You know, I don't have any problem with that, you know. Uh, but you said, what's the primary problem? It's that issue of the centrality of human free will that's basically on an equal level with God. And that's the problem. So that's what libertarianism is. Okay, so it would say that libertarian free will says that the human free will is not compatible with God's sovereign decrees and election. Okay, so that. So what if a person doesn't? Go ahead. What if a person has uh, issues with the, the, the the teachings of John Calvin, but understands that obviously that what Calvin taught he was getting from the Bible. All of this is coming from the Bible. The Arminian is thought, it? the Calvinist is thought. It? So if Arminian free will is true, for example, that human free will is not compatible with God's sovereign decrees and election, it also states that human free will is not completely restricted and incapacitated by one's sinful nature. Now, I'm going to say this again. We'll take a break, and I'll come back, and I'll show you from Scripture. And you, and you tell me if it's compatible okay. with Scripture. Okay? So the, they say teach, they teach that human free will is not completely restricted and incapacitated by one's sinful nature. Talk about the unbeliever's relationship with sin and his free will. We'll get back, and we'll talk about this after the break. Okay? Okay. Hey, folks. Please hold on to open lines, 877-207-227. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, buddy, welcome back to the show. Oh, my goodness, it's the last segment already. Man, time is flying. All right, hey, Matt, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Hey, I'm going to read a quick quote to you and tell me what you think of this. Uh, Human beings are not able to think, will, nor do anything good in and of themselves, including merit favor from God, save ourselves from judgment and condemnation of God that we deserve for our sin, or even believe the gospel. What do you think of that quote? Sounds fine to me. Good. Sounds that's good from me. the. That's good. That's from evangelicalarminians.org. Okay, so they actually have the same view as the Reformed people do. Now, what libertarian free will says is that the unbeliever, in his sinful state, is able to believe, but what they they'll say is God gives them grace. It's called prevenient grace that then brings them. This is not the exact right way to say it, but it, the concept will work. Brings them to a somewhat of a neutral state where they can freely choose or freely not choose and in that that way it's up to them and the Arminians will say that's where the uh, the true nature of salvation comes in in the human will being brought to the place of the freedom to reject or accept 
Okay. Now, what do you think of that? Uh, it's um, I don't know. It gets it gets a little confusing. Okay. Um, all right. I'd, I probably would have to. Yeah, I'd probably have to review that again or something. Okay. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, the Bible says, the Bible says the natural man cannot receive or understand the things of God for their foolishness to him. Cannot. Mm-hmm. It says that uh, the unbeliever's uh, dead in his sins, uh, Ephesians 2, 1. And he's by nature a child of wrath, Ephesians 2, 3. That he does not seek for God and does no good, Romans 3, 10, 11, and 12. And he's a slave of sin, Romans 6, 14 through 20. And so because of that condition, then God has to grant that they believe, Philippians 1.29. And that belief is in Christ, John 6.29. And so because of this, God has to grant that they come to Christ, John 6.65. And as many as had been appointed to to eternal life believed, Acts 13.48. There's a dog back there. Mm -hmm. So when people say... I've had this conversation thousands of times over Uh, 30 years and uh, I know the most common objections and everything and I just don't see how uh, I won't say it go ahead comment (laughs) well you're you're an excellent debater you're an excellent debater and I listen to you quite often and I'm sure a lot of people like like myself are a bit intimidated you know in, in bringing some of the stuff forth you know to you um but i'm sure being that you're an excellent excellent debater you probably are able to play devil's advocate quite well too if you wanted to try to sell arminianism i could absolutely i could yeah but in order to do that i would have to ignore a lot of scripture so for example second peter 3 9 god wants everyone to be saved matt come on he wants everyone to be saved he doesn't desire any to repent and you can go to first timothy 2 4 he wants all men to be saved and he says in yeah, John three like sixteen, John 3, he says God's yeah, God, John three sixteen is what I was going to go to. But they say God loved the world; He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever would believe in Him, see, man, whoever would believe, it's up to them. And so I could do yeah. that. And I then three seventeen, yeah, where well, he says that He didn't send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. That's right. Would you and Would you it, say it's see, fair to say that? Would you say it's fair to say that if somebody held to the belief that they think that God desires for all men to be saved and that somehow he does grant them the ability to come to him, but uh, effectively some obviously will not, if that if a person held to that, do you, would you say that's heretical? Yes, but it doesn't mean they're not Christian. It means it's not true. Okay. That heresy, there's little different levels. It's like, that's not what the Bible says. And I would ask them, and, I, and you're right, you know, I can out-debate them, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to intimidate anybody. That's not my goal. And when I talk to people who don't know as much, and and, and it's not a, a statement of grandeur or anything like that. I've been doing this a long time. I don't want to punish them. I don't want to make them look bad. I just want to inform them. That's all. And so I'm really quite gentle uh, when I'm one-on-one with people and say, yeah, you're right, I can see that. And here, let me show you, you know. And what I'll often say is, all right, you ready? I want to try and set you up for a fall, if that's okay with you. And they both people smile and go, go ahead, you know. And they know I'm not out to hurt them. It's not out to win the debate. That's not it. 
And so, if you know, he, if someone says he, God wants all to be saved, I can leave it at that and say, well, you're right, because he does say that in First Timothy two four and Second Peter three nine. I could stop there. Yeah. But I could also say, and then there's if you, if you, I can hold on. I'll say if you understand that to be the case that he just desires everybody then would he ever do anything or speak in any way so people would not be saved? And their answer, of course, well, of course not. Then I go to, to he, uh, excuse me, to Mark 4, 10 through 12, where they ask Jesus why he speaks in parables, and he tells them, so that people won't be saved. He specifically says that they will not be forgiven. He speaks in parables so they will not be forgiven. And then I say, now we have to... I would, oh, I'd love to respond to that one. Sure, go ahead. Sure. Uh, yeah, and, and I've actually talked to some people about that. But the thing is, is like, they if they're not elected, if they're not predestined to be saved, it would be irrelevant whether Jesus spoke in parables or he didn't, because they're not going to be saved. On the contrary, because that's why he does, because they're not elect. So they don't get the truth. But, the way that needs to be spoken because if Christ is commanding that people believe because he's God they will so he hides it from those who are not chosen perfectly logical but I thought it's already predetermined from the foundations of before the foundations of the earth of course it is you believe that right do you Uh, I'm not sure how to I'm not sure how to receive there's there's a lot of text in the Bible that's like biblical poetry or something that seems to represent this, but then somebody else says something else that seems to represent this. And there's a lot of things I just this? have to appeal to mystery. No, you don't. Right. Ephesians one eleven. We have also obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. That's pretty clear. Ephesians one eleven. It's not poetry. So God works all things after the counsel of his will. Do you agree that God works all things after the counsel of his will? Uh, yes, but he okay. says that it's his will that he desires that no one should perish, that all should be saved. Uh, but he says all, not no one. And the word all, I can show you. I can, I can actually do this. I can show you. In different contexts, means a restricted group. And I'll prove this because we got another caller and stuff. But let me prove it to you, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, you ready? I'm gonna set you up. <laughs> For for a fall here a little bit, okay? Is that okay if I give it a try? Okay. Oh yeah. Sure. Okay. Would you agree with me that whenever uh, the Bible says that uh, that we, someone has died with Christ, they're talking about believers, not unbelievers. They've died mm-hmm. and, and we trusted. Okay. Yeah. So whenever it says that uh, someone's died in relationship to Jesus, it's the believer. It's a true person, right? Okay. Second Corinthians five fourteen. For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this that one died for all, therefore all died. He died for all, and the all are the ones who died. So who's the all there? Second Corinthians five fourteen. Well, if you just were to look at that without any additional context, then it sounds like everyone. No, then that means everyone died in Christ. And you can't have that. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that, right. But obviously through many other things that are said, no, that doesn't work. It's like universalism. There you go. Very good. And I can show you other verses like this. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15.22, Romans 5.18, where God uses the word all 
differently than we do. And what I do when I teach Bible studies, I teach this. I go through it slowly and say, take a look, take a look. And they go, oh, I never saw that. And I say, that's right. But it's right there. I just, I just would, I don't want to get in the logical consistent, trying to be logically consistent and being like taking the position of believing that there are babies that are suffering for eternity in hell, which in, in Calvinism to, to take it to its logical end, that's what you have to basically concede or say, yeah. Well, I, no, 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 I'm a, I know Calvinism very well. Nothing says that that is the case, that there's any babies going to in hell. But I will say this, if it's the case, then they deserve it. Because we are all, all by nature children of wrath, Ephesians two three. That's what it says. In Adam, I would not, all I would God. not worship that God. Well, then you better be careful what you say because you might inadvertently blaspheme the true and living God. You have to understand what I just said. I, I, I Listen, hear you. Hold on. You. No, 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 you, no, you're not. not. You're reacting. I believe react. people that are they're in error to, to ever make a claim against God is blasphemous. No, no. Listen, listen. You just said you won't worship a God that. And I said if they go to hell, then it's because they deserve it. Because all people are dead in their sins. and But we are by nature children of wrath, Ephesians 2, 3. I didn't say they did. I said if mm -hmm. they did. And you said, I wouldn't worship God. So who are you to say what God should and should not do based on what you think a baby is? You think a baby's better off than a, an adult because he's, oh, he's innocent? That's not biblical. None of us are innocent. And if you go to Romans 5.19, it says this. It says this, Romans 5.19, As through one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. That phrase, were made sinners, is the, the aorist uh, passive indicative. It means that the people were made sinners by Adam's action. And if you don't like that, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I just say to people, just That's cross it out of your mind. What's That's that? not a just and loving God. How do that you know what just and loving, loving is? God. Who are you Based to say what is just? Represented I just read to how you. God's character is represented, represented in the Bible. I in the same way you. that he would not allow for excuse babies me, to be sacrificed. Me, excuse me. Excuse me. He did allow them to be sacrificed because he didn't stop the Canaanites right away. But he did send Israel in after a while for a couple hundred years to wipe all the Canaanites out so they'd stop that. So he did allow he it. Never so asked, you can't, he, didn't, look, he didn't allow it to be done for his namesake. Of course was, not. But you keep changing. You, you just changed what you said. You just changed what you said. Do you agree that it says in Romans 5.19 that the many were made sinners by Adam's sin? Yeah, the many were made sinners. Who's yes. the many? Yes. Who's the many? All of mankind. Who's, does that include babies? Yes. Uh -huh. There you go. But so still, the babies you're just, you're just are trying made... trying to follow it to its logical ends. It, it well, appears no, no, no. that way, but... What do you mean it appears that way? All, yeah, you if you want you, to be logically consistent and not take into account of like, no, like, th no, that can't be the way that God would allow for things say, to play out. You di I didn't say it would. You're not listening. You're reacting emotionally. You're not hearing. To I would the say many, zeal. You say emotion, look, but I'd say zeal in defense no, of God's word. Look, in defense of God's in my opinion. In my opinion, all babies who die go to heaven. Okay? I like that, that one. That. I'll go with that. Yeah, I, uh, I believe that. But I know the theology very well. Okay? Call back tomorrow. Okay? Yeah. Talk about it some more. Okay? Come on, man. Call me. All up. right. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Okay.
Okay, sorry Kevin from New York and Colossians 214, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Rick from Ohio on UFOs. Call back tomorrow. We'll talk. God bless everybody. Have a good evening. Another program powered by the Truth Network.